So, the covered, the upcoming Achnosah Sefer Torah, I wanted to discuss uh, some of the Shailas that are Nagea. Uh, primarily the last mitzvah in the Torah, which the Chinuch brings down in Mitzvah Tofri Shid Gimel, where the Chinuch tells us, that means every Yid, every male Yid, has an obligation to write a Sefer Torah. Right? We sang that song a couple of times, I think, by, by many of the Gedolim that we were to go to, to write Oasis in a Sefer Torah, beautiful Sefer Torah, that we were to have many Gedolim Yisrael having written an Oasis in that. We'll talk about that in a moment. But there's an obligation for every year to write a Sefer Torah. And it's an obligation for every single person, every Jewish male adult, to write a Sefer Torah. And even though you yourself maybe cannot write one because maybe you're not a trained Sefer, but you can get a Shliach, Shluch HaShaladim Kamaisai, just like every Adalacha, you can appoint somebody else in order to do the mitzvah for you. You get a Sefer, you hire him, whether you specifically hire him as your sofa to write your sefer Torah, or maybe simply you just pay him the money to write you a sefer Torah, which is basically the same thing. You've appointed him. You, have, you do this. The question Rabbi say is an obvious question. If this is an obligation, like any other obligation, there's an obligation to eat matzah on the first night of Pesach, Daraisa. There's an obligation to shake a lulav and nesukadasim by robbers on the first day of Sukkot, Daraisa. Amongst many, many Daraisas that all of us are very makbid to keep. Some of them we cannot. We don't have a Beis Amigdash and a Hanami. Unfortunately, as of this morning, we don't have a Beis Amigdash. Beis Hashem, later on today, it will be here. It will have Kabonis and Gahanim and Shechina and everything else. But until that time, as of now, until now, we don't have a Beis Amigdash. So there are certain mitzvahs we cannot keep. Why do we not do this mitzvah? What's the pshat where every single person doesn't try to amass enough money to go and write himself, train himself to write, or get somebody to write it for him, own, buy a Sefer Torah, put it in a yeshiva, shul, whatever it may be, and do this mitzvah. It's one of the mitzvahs like all the other mitzvahs. What's the difference between this mitzvah and the other mitzvahs? That this one seems to be like certain people do it, you know? There's certain people have their thing. They give Sefer Torah, it's a beautiful zakh. That, that's for them. Oh, but for me, like, you know, whatever. I'm not even discussing the money aspect of it. What's Pshat why it's not, you know, sort of drilled in that this is one of the mitzvahs that Be'ez Hashem, if you have enough money, about it, that's what you have to do. So there are, there are a few Tewitzim. Even though Avada Lechatchila, a person, yes, is meant to make this mitzvah behidurai in the right way, which Be'ez Hashem, we're going to be see this with our own eyes on Sunday, but yeah. Lemaisa, what's the Pshat why we don't? So the most famous answer, the most famous answer, although there are many, is the Rosh. The Rosh brings down, by the mitzvah of Sefer Torah, he brings down that, you have to understand, the reason why the Torah wanted Kalal Yisrael, every Yid in Kalal Yisrael, to write a Sefer Torah, was simply so that he could learn from it. Because otherwise, what did you have to learn from? So if a Yid writes a Sefer Torah, either himself or gets a Shliach, a Sefer to do it for him, he has in his house a Sefer Torah, he can open it up, boom, he can start learning the mitzvahs, he can start learning the Torah Hashem. Zog the Rosh, since nowadays, we have other Svarim, we have Chumashim, we have Mishnayis, we have Gemaras, 
Zugdorosh, so that took the place of mitzvahs, Ksivah Sefer Torah. Because the same way, the reason why Chazal wanted us, and the Torah wanted us, to write the Sefer Torah, was in order to learn the halachas, how to live like a yid, what to do. But if you could do that with opening up a Mikroes Kedolos, or a Mishnayis, or a Gemara, or Rishonim, Achreinim, Poiskim, Shulchanorach, whatever it may be, Kabaldi, Zuk Rosh, that nowadays you can mekayim the mitzvah siva sefer Torah by writing svarim, by buying svarim, by having svarim. Zuk the Rosh Memela, that's what it is, and therefore calling to the Rosh, if a person buys himself a set of Chomashim, Mishnayis, Gemaras, Rishonim, Achonim, Poiskim, whatever it is, then Lemaisa, and he has and he learns them obviously, then he's mekayim this Kavaldiga mitzvah Oksivas sefer Torah. However, however, a lot of Poiskim argue with this. It could be there's a Maila, but you're carrying the mitzvah the same way. You're carrying the mitzvah the same way. The Beis Yosef, when the Beis Yosef brings down this Rosh, the Beis Yosef is Simon Ayin Reish, he's Chaylik on the Rosh, and he says, hold on a second, you can't tell me the Rosh says the whole mitzvah has changed because the Mitzvah has changed. Just because the Mitzvah has changed in the world, that nowadays we have printed Tzvarim, so we don't need to say for Torah. Can't be. The Beis Yosef wants to say Pshat in the Rosh that what the Rosh meant was that in addition to the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Toy, which Avada you should do, there's not a mitzvah, which is a chalik of that, which is actually having other svarim as well, and that's what the Rosh was doing. As I state in the Beis Yosef, that's what he said. In other words, the Rosh was just adding not more mitzvahs. Right, it said Avada's Ksiva Sefer Torah, but of course also um, the actual svarim as well. Now that is. One answer. Again, like I told you, there's many answers. One answer. Another answer would be the Heidegger Shagasarye. Shagasarye brings down like this. We know that the Sefer Torah contains within it over 300,000 letters. Over 300,000 letters in every Sefer Torah. And the Gemara tells us in Kedushin Daflamut that although we have a Messiah for every word in the Torah, what we don't have, what we're not an expert in, is the spelling of every single word. The Gemara says this. For example, the word Oisam. Oisam is spelt with a Vav, without a Vav. So that's already, you know, we have Minhagim, we have exactly how we do it nowadays, and there are certain Minhagim as far as that do things slightly differently, but Al-Koponim, we have our, we have our Minhagim of what we do. But the Gemara already tells us that we have the words, but we don't have necessarily the spelling. We're not a Boki in the spelling. Zug de Shagis Ari, he says that since we don't know the spelling in every word of the Torah, Mimela, we're not going to be able to Mekayim the Mitzvah, Sefer Sefer Torah in the right way, until we're able to know exactly how to spell every single word. So the Shagazari, that's another reason why people are not so makpit on this mitzvah, to make sure that they can fulfill it, because it could be that we're not fulfilling it anyway. Because we know that if you miss one letter in a Sefer Torah, it's all over. So Mimela, we're not a Baki anyway. As I stated in Shagazari, very, very interesting. There is another reason also, and that is we know that when it comes to a love, a person is mukhoyiv to give every penny that he owns not to be over on the lab. The Chavetz Chaim says this famously for those of you that didn't get there yet in Shefer Sefer Shmir Saloshan and the Chavetz Chaim brings this down that if a person, for example, if a person's boss says to him, listen, I need to know this juicy piece of Lashon Hora. Tell me the juicy piece of Lashon Hora about what somebody else did, whatever it is. And you don't want to tell him. And you know that if you don't tell him, he's going to fire you. And if he fires you, you will not have a parnasa. And if you don't have parnasa, your children will be hungry tomorrow morning. They won't have anything to eat. So what most people say, well, it's probably okay. 
for the kids, Parnosa, whatever, Shalom Bayes, it must be okay. Chavetz Chaim says, absolutely not. You're going to give up every fortune, every penny that you own, in order not to say that word of Lashon Hara, in order not to be over the love. However, when it comes to an assay, right, the Gemara tells us, more than 20%, you're not mechoyif to give. So if, for example, a person only owns $50,000, and a tape for Torah is, let's say, $30,000, which it used to be, now it's changed already, but it used to be, a few years ago, it used to be $30,000, $40,000, now it's already 70, 80, 90, but I'll cop on him, it used to be that amount of money, that's more than 20% of what I own, and maybe if it's more than 20% of what I own, to become an assay, I'm not mechoyif to do. So there are a couple of tirutsims we've given three so far of when a person, generally, why the oilam are not so makbid to mekayim that. The shayla that people ask are two things. Number one, let's say there's a shul, let's say there's a yeshiva, let's say there's a community, they get together, let's be mishtatim, let's all gather together, let's, let's, let's write a Sefer Torah. Everybody give in whatever it is, let's say $500, $1,000, whatever it could be, we'll get a group of the oilam together and we will write a Sefer Torah for us, for the yeshiva, for the shul, for the community, whatever it is that they're doing it for. Are you to the mitzvah, when you put your $1,000, or whatever it may be, into the pot, in order to buy, b'shutvah, partnership, this Sefer Torah, subject to a major machloika sapoiskim, whether you're actually, actually going to be, um, and actually going to be yaitz the mitzvah in that case. What is a common question, which is negayah to us now, coming up, for our Hachnosah Sefer Torah is, what happens if a person, for example, fills in a letter in the Sefer Torah? If you fill in the letter of the Sefer Torah, are you considered to be that you wrote a Sefer Torah? And therefore, right, as we said, the Gemara tells us if you miss one letter, the whole thing is possible. Which means if you're the one that writes one letter... So, Gavani, you basically finished it off. You did something for the Sefer Torah. Are you considered to be v'ata kitzvah lechem? That's the shirazos. I was mekayin the mitzvah. Top should gimel in the chinuch. And emelas gavaldi. I was mekayin the mitzvah. See the Sefer Torah when I write a letter in the Sefer Torah. Right. So it's interesting. The Gemara in Menachas Tavlamet tells us clearly that if you correct, not even if you write, but if you correct or fix up a letter, says the Gemara Menachas. Now we know that because all of you pretty much saw the Sefer Torah. That the Sefer Torah is written in a way that the Sofa, he left out not just whole letters, and he didn't underli- outline them. He just pushed left letters that were half done, they weren't completed. Right, for example, uh, we, we saw the, um, what was it? Again? The Aleph that wasn't connected, Shin, that the Shin, that the regal wasn't connected, all of these things. So there's no question, if you fix up, says the Gemara, a letter, you are Ki'ilu fixing the Sefer Torah, it's Ki'ilu you wrote the Sefer Torah. That is what the Gemara in Menachas Daflamah tells us. However, say the Rishonim, that's only if you own the Sefer Torah. That's only if it's your Sefer Torah. If it's your Sefer Torah that you own, and through that you correct or fix up a letter, then Avada Yoyotza, and Avada Yoyotza the Mitzvah, to Kisul but if you fix up a letter, if you fill in a letter of a Sefer Torah that belongs to somebody else, you're not yet to the mitzvah. It's not your Sefer Torah. It says Lochem. It means for you. It belongs to somebody else. It's very nice of you to help somebody else fix his Sefer Torah. It's a wonderful act of chesed. But the mitzvah of Sefer Torah, you definitely don't have. By the way, one of the Gedolim mentioned this to us, but it's also a flourish in the Poiskim, and that is, it's a little bit of Gneva's Das, what they sometimes do by Achnos Sefer Torah, right, we heard 
uh, we went from a Meilich Biedemann yesterday. He said in Moedah Kazakh, Lailich Hazam Saifa, that says that uh, they, they had a Sefer Torah, they weren't sure whether or not it was from a Yid or a Goy, whatever it is. So how did they figure it out? Uh, how's it Shaykh? It's not Shaykh to know whether it came from a Yid or it came from a Goy. How am I meant to know? It's not like they come with the Shtar, with the document, that authorization of who wrote it. Sometimes they do, but this one didn't. So what did they do? Very simple. They looked at the end of the Sefer Torah, right at the end, the last Pesach, and they saw if it looks like a little bit of a mess over there, as a Zicha Kosher in Sefer Torah, because then all the Yidin writing at the end, right down the Sefer Torah, said, you know, that's a Kosher Sefer Torah. If it goes beautiful all the way to the end, then you know it's obviously a Goy Sefer Torah. I think some Sefer brings that down. I heard that from a Marek Biedemann. But I'll upon him. Um, how do we get into that? So, uh, oh, so they do a Bissel Geneva's Das. What do they do? They, they write the whole letter, and others they'll write the Aleph, and they won't fill in the ink. And this way, they bring everybody in, come, pictures, right, status, you write it over there, you, you fill in the letter over there, it's beautiful. It's Mamish Gnevis does. Because the halacha is, anyone knows in Hilchas Kstam, that if you have a letter that is outlined, even though it's not filled in, it's 100% kosher. Okay, there's a shayla, machlaikas, whatever, but Al-Kaponim, according to many places, it's 100% kosher. So this that you're filling in, you're not even doing anything, Bechal. Therefore, our Sefer Torah, Baruch Hashem, the Sefer Zechashev Yerushimayim, which we'll discuss in a moment, he does go, I left letters that were not kosher. The letters, the way they are right now, as of this minute, are posher, 100% possible. A reish that's not complete, a shin that the legs are not touching, an olive, all of these things, 100% not kosher. So by actually fixing it up, I'm rather you're going to make it kosher in that case. Now, just Agav, in some of the Inyonim, again, we're not, we're not going to be able to go through all the halachas, but just a few things to mention. The Gemara in Erevin, the Gemara in Erevin tells us, Tanya, Omer Rebbe Meir, Kishabasi Eitzel Rebbe Shemal, when I came to Rebbe Shemal, Omer Libni, my dear son, Mamalachtacha, what do you do? What's your job? I'm a sofa, I write Svarim, I write Mezuzahs, I write Tefillin. Omeli Bini, Avizoi B'Melachtacha. Be very careful with your work, says the Gemara, because if you miss, if you write a letter, extra letter, or you miss one letter, Zuk the Gemara, Nimtas Machrib Eskol Ha'oilam Kuloi. You're destroying the world the Prima Godim brings down in Yeridea. The Prima Godim says that the, the idea of a Yerushamayim by Hilchus Sofer is more important than Shechita. We know the halacha by Shechita, that a Shechit has to be Yerushamayim. Right, there was a famous Meiser once, where one of the head of the Echshemim came into um, one of his mashkichim, head mashkichim of a big factory that was in charge, a rabba maksha of a factory, and whatever, he wanted to make sure, and he was very makhba, the rabba maksha, all of his mashkichim, were Yirish Shemayim. So he used to do spot checks. So he actually, what he did was, he stayed in a hotel nearby for Shabbos, because he, he knew the guy would then, oh, Shabbos, I'm good, and Motor Shabbos, there's no way the guy will get here by Sunday morning, so basically I'm good. He stayed in a place, Shabbos, so that he would be able to to arrive three minutes after Shabbos went out to check on this Rabbi Maksha on this Mashkir to take see what's going on over there if he's talking Yerush Shaman if you could trust him with his factory with his Haksha he walked into the house right surprise visit the guy was got shocked what do you mean it's Motor Shabbos how'd you get here so quickly and the guy stayed over Shabbos right he opened he wanted to see the television in his hotel room so he saw the television it was covered over the towel oh Boch Hashem he covered the television over the towel that's Kavaldic oh but he knew better than that he put his hand behind the back of the screen he felt it was nice and hot. And therefore he said, aha, okay, for states like what's going on over here, and he fired him, I'll him, it's got to be a din of a Yerush Shemayim, right? Shtei Mufurish, when it comes to Stam, it's more Choshez of the Prima Godin than Shechita. Why? The Shechita is only one Nevela. 
Right? Nebuch, the person's eating the Vela. I understand that. Oh, but when it comes to halachas of Stam, if the person doesn't write in, he's not a Yerush Shemaim, he could do all sorts of shtick, and therefore not only is a person not Yerush Tzvillin, he hasn't got mezuzah up in his house, even the Sefer Torah is making brachas levatola every single time they open up the Sefer Torah, many times during the week, which is obviously very damaging, which is why the Primagodim says it's very important for a person to have a Yerush Shemaim. I remember... I remember a fellow once that I was teaching told me that his shver is a cipher. His shver is a cipher. And he got married and he was purchasing new mezuzahs for the whole house. So he was buying maybe 20, 25 mezuzahs for every Pesach, every entrance in the house. And he says to me that I happen to have known, I happen to know his shver, a very good yid. He says to me, I don't think my shver is, my father-in-law, is a good enough Yerushalayim to fulfill the halach and shulchanah that I should buy, you know, stamp from him. Right? He obviously is waiting for me to buy the mezuzahs from him. He's going to make money from it because obviously 20-25 mezuzahs is a lot of money. It's Kabbalah Kapanasa. But I don't think he's a Yerushalayim. I think I'm going to buy it from someone else. So I told him, there's a Kabbalah Kapanasa of Yerushalayim. I happen to know Yerushalayim that he's, a, he's okay. He fits the category. But you should know as well something else and that is there's Kabbalah Sabicha Vesamecha. Sometimes we get mixed up with some of the shailas and halachas that we're very firm in certain areas but we tread on everybody else's toes at the same time. And you have to be careful, like my Rashiva of Shambi used to say, you know, when it comes to Echshevim and all sorts of things, Ben Odom Lechavera is also Halacha. And therefore, in Achanam, if you're going to upset your Shver or anyone else in that way, just because you want this Mila that you do think you don't have, then you've got to be very, very careful in that case. So, said, just to end, one last thing Zamodiga Rebbe Rabinim. The Rebbe Rabinim says, What Pshat why Klalisola called Yehudim? Yehudim Baloshim with a Yud. Yud is the smallest letter of the Sefer Torah. So the Rebbe Rabinim like this, because the Yud is the smallest letter. Every letter, as we saw, if you make it a bit longer, a bit shorter, it's Kasha, it's Beseda. Right? Even if it goes out of the line, whatever, Nishkavala. A Yud, you make a Yud a little bit more, you stretch it a little bit more, it's not going to work. It's already a Vav, it's already a Sophic Reish, whatever it may be. So the Yud has to remain small. That's the Yisoyit. And the Yehudis of the Rebbe Rabinim is Dafka from a Loshan of Yud. Because the Yid has to know, we might look at ourselves, we might feel that we're small, we're the smallest nation in the world. We're Ramesh surrounded from all sides, from all the biggest nations all over the place. Oh, but Yid has an inherent Kedusha. A Yid has an inherent Gavaldik, Gavaldik, Tzalem and Ikim. And therefore, if we understand that and we use that, but Loshan Yehudi, that letter is kosher in the Sefer Torah only if it's in that way you don't have to stretch yourself out more than anything else you are inherently Gavaldic Kaddosh and pure Be'ez Hashem we'll continue Mitzvah Shem another time Kaya.